what's up, everybody? <laughs> oh, I almost didn't see you there. Welcome back to the Digital Toilet Paper Podcast. Um, my name's Jason Bear. I'm Rex Rebo. At Armed and Hilarious. You know the voice can go through the... <laughs> yeah. It's not soundproof. Sometimes. Yeah, well. Hey, um, lots of crazy things. We, we miss you guys. I know we haven't been regular like we, we said we keep going to, but it's just been really, really busy. It's been like... The summer of trying to come out of COVID and we're trying to make the world happen again. But then like the Delta variant, like the Borg is sweeping in and assimilating people and, and trying to yeah, drop us I, back into the COVID Delta zone. I'm in that weird space where I have like COVID workflow and then like new workflow coming on top of it. But like I haven't really changed my routine, so I just double what I was doing, you know, while COVID was going on. Yeah. So it's just super, super, super busy. Yeah, same thing. And, and you know, I travel for work, and I've been all over the world and back like three times now. So it's just <laughs> nuts, so nuts, so I'm not complaining. It's just a lot. Just a lot. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so welcome back to the welcome back to the digital toilet paper pot. I had a chime in my ear. I was like, what? This <laughs> <laughs> uh, computer's making sound effects. Welcome back to the Digital Toilet Paper Podcast. Um, it's the Olympics. It's the 2020 Olympics. Because they yep. didn't change any of the branding. Because you know, I like it. I was I I at least had euros to kind of lead me into that, and it was very confusing as if I was watching replays. But it was like, nope, they're keeping the branding. They already made the T-shirts and the polo, so we're leaving it this way. So it's not it's not giving me the bends uh, watching the Olympics as it did when I was watching soccer. Yeah, and and well, I think more to the point though, like historically speaking, you've got to keep the timeline for the Olympics. <laughs> sure, you know they, they they've got to they've got to keep it like nice and steady, like you know, in the linear format. And they've already announced, like, lots and lots of Olympics in the future, right? Like, Paris is doing the next summer games. Mm-hmm. and then Something like that, yeah. And I know Los Angeles is getting one Los Angeles is getting a the while. next summer games after Paris. Uh, which is, is that I, what it is? I read the, the article on that, and it was like, you know, United States hosting the Olympics for the first time in, like, 34 years or something like that. And I was like, that's not true. Atlanta was only, oh, right, by the time it's 2038 or whatever. Yeah. It'll have been thirty no. something years. Okay, thirty two years or thirty six years, something like that. And then I was like, man, Atlanta was a long time ago. I know, I know. It doesn't seem that long ago, but it was. Did you guys go to any of the events? I know it's still a bit of a waste, but I remember we had talk of it, but we ended up not going. Yeah, we didn't go either. Um, I was hoping to go to Tokyo this year, but of course, there's no no anybody at Tokyo this year. There was talk of our honeymoon being in Tokyo. Yeah. To, to catch the Olympics. Paris, Tokyo. Paris, Tokyo. That's that was my my run. Uh, speaking of of Asia, um, Beijing is going to do the next Winter Olympics, and so Beijing will be the first city in history to host both Summer and Winter Olympics. Nice. Yeah. Does it get cold enough over there? I mean, it's China. They can manufacture anything, even cold. Yeah. <laughs> Well, a lot of time. Actually, I was reading an article that says that um, for the triathlon, um, that people are mad at, at Japan for misrepresenting their weather, and those athletes are like dying out there because it's, it's hotter than the uh, the Japanese Olympic Committee claimed it would be. <laughs> uh, well, tell that to the. Uh, I know we're talking different things, but but those soccer players are going to be in Qatar uh, not too long in two years. So I think they uh, grossly 
exaggerated how cool it was going to be. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it comes with the t- territory. Uh, politicians, the IOC, these are some of the biggest liars in the history of uh, organized sports or, you know, world civilization. So you have to expect they're going to be yeah. pulling the wool over your eyes at least a little bit. Yeah. And, and then the next Olympic, the next Summer Olympics after Los Angeles, I think, is Brisbane, Australia. So it's like hot, hot, oh, that'll hot. Be cool. But it's winter in summertime in Australia. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be fun. Speaking so weird. I was going to bring it up when we were talking about the the four to five years, um, and then we said Australia. I have to bring it up. Did you see a uh, Ledecky getting beat? Um, and her and then her coach going insane. Yeah. But it's. Do you think Ledecky gets beaten? I know she lost in the World Championships, but she said that she was injured or going through something. Do you think if it's four years, do you think that one year of training? Made the difference. I think. I mean, when you're a when you're an athlete, when your body is a a well-oiled machine, machine, then yeah, yeah. Every every tune up, every pit stop matters, right? Yeah. Would you run I'd, an Indy car and miss a pit stop? No. <laughs> well, we uh, yeah, no. You're absolutely right. It's I I I think it did, and I'm sure there's going to be more of that because it does. One year does make a difference, and I like seeing the young people, you know, win and and make their mark. But it was that was so much fun to watch. We watched it in real time, and even beforehand, like, the coach what, was like, you know, in the morning. <laughs> it wasn't quite too. It was pretty late, but yeah. And, and they were uh, the coach was like, again, I don't know if she's good enough. We'll see. Yeah. And then he ends up just going ape, whatever. Yeah. You know when they win, and that was just so much fun to watch. That was yeah. awesome. Uh, speaking of gymnasts that are, are aging weird, um, Oksana Chovatina, Chovatina. Uh, retires finally after her like eighth Olympic game. She's forty six years old. Still, yeah. Did, how did they swing that? Is it not to to badmouth someone that's an Olympic legend? But is the the level of competition in Brazil and everything just not up to snuff? Well, no, she's is that, like Uzbekistani, right? Is that what she is? I thought yeah. she was Brazilian. I think you're, that makes way more sense. That makes <laughs> yeah. way way more sense. Yeah. But it's I mean good for her. It's really cool to see. But yeah, I I mean as we're as Simone Biles is like long in the tooth for being, what is she? Like 23, 24? Something like that. No, 23, 24. No, 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 no. She's, a, no. she's no older than 24. Oh, yeah, you're right. She is 24. Because yeah. she only has one. Like she won the world championships two or three years in a row. That's right. Going up to her because she just missed the old. But she, we look at her as like, the, you know, she's the old guard. Like she is, you know, grandma of the yeah. team. And then this lady's 46 years old. 46 years old. Like she's not grandma. Good. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So good for her, but it's especially in that sport where they they lie about their age so they can sneak in thirteen year olds so they right. can uh, compete in the Olympics. Speaking and, of thirteen year olds, no inappropriate manners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Japan. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she's Naomi uh, Osaka. No, not not Naomi Osaka. You said thirteen year olds. I'm not paying attention to you right now. Yeah, but um, <laughs> she took home the gold in uh, women's skateboarding. Oh, yeah, I did see oh, that girl. Nice. That girl. Uh, what's her name? Uh, she's been in commercials and stuff for like the last few years um, as just a rock star. How awesome is it that skateboarding is an Olympic, is an sport? Olympic sport, first of all? Yeah, it was it was kind of tough watching. Yeah, I mean, NBC NBC is not doing a, a very good job with the the coverage, but I'm pumped as a you know as an old skateboarder, and it was fun to watch. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, X Games is still vastly superior, right, in every way, shape, or form. But Um, but it's geared to extreme sports. But speaking of the X Games, did you see that 13-year-old kid or 12-year-old kid that pulled the first 1080 on a skateboard and Tony Hawk was there to watch? Yeah. Like, holy crap. That's so cool. Legendary. For us kids, like, we we grew up in, you know, in kind of the the golden age of skateboarding, right? Mm Because it's not as big now as it was when we were... 15, 14, 13 years old. So to yeah. see, I mean, that was a snowboarding move. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like you, you would only get enough air in snowboarding to pull a 1080 off. Right. And, and when Tony Hawk did the 900, we all lost our minds. The first 900. Oh, I remember watching it live. Yeah. It was so cool. Cause it was at some skate event and I guess not, per, not in person, but live, yeah. but he was trying it. And like the crowd was getting behind him and getting pumped. And like, he wasn't making it. And just like, just that weird. It was like, he has to do it. He has to do it yeah. now because there's too much going on. <laughs> They're not going to clear out. Even if he's there all night and he hit it, it was so cool. And it just kind of, Go another level is is fun to see. And Tony Hawk was there just, in person, right? Yeah, well, it was, was a few Hawk years ago that to, Tony Hawk did it again. The nine hundred, yes, yeah, nine hundred, yeah, yeah. But this kid was like eleven years old or twelve years old, something crazy like that. He's like a little kid. It's like momentum's not even on your side when you don't weigh that much. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that I mean, sport is so. Is this a bigger conversation about like? I mean, this is a kid, but he's still an athlete, like superior training methods superior technology in the production the literal production of athletes now well they just as you were talking about how skateboarding was coming into vogue like as we were and and developed and changed and you just look at the sport from when we were watching till whenever Mm -hmm. they get they get in so much earlier now now they're they're on skateboard at three we've all seen instagram videos and tiktoks of these kids at four years old doing kickflips and it was like there was like one kid on my block that could do a kickflip and he was a skateboard master. Like yeah. that's But I mean, but not just that, but I mean, skateboards are, are polycarbonate and fiberglass now instead of wood. You oh, know, really? Resin wheels are, well, not all Jeez. of them, but some of them. Oh, I, I, I <laughs> Like, I mean, they're still wood skateboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like technology to make the equipment lighter, faster, mm-hmm. stronger. Um, and then training, you have all the, you know, when I was a kid playing baseball, all this I had my grandfather, yeah. you know, micromanaging my elbow height to, to help me hit the ball better. Um, mm-hmm. Kids today playing baseball, I have a computer analyzing every inch of their strokes, saying, okay, now move your foot four degrees to the left, and it'll change your your swing, you know, 30%, and looking like Rick Moranis in that one, <laughs> what was that, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, where he's like, oh, baseball's just physics, and he's just like knocking home runs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and YouTube too, where these, where we would only see still images from CCS or whatever skateboard magazine. Now these guys can have a, you know, move by move breakdown of how to do these moves instead of trying to figure it out on your yeah, own. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm all about pushing the envelope for, for sports at, at all and mass, blah, 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 whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. So rock on. Um, oh, jumping back to Simone Biles. She had a rough run. I mean, rough for Simone Biles is still world class Olympic runs. Yeah, right? still, yeah I, I, still wish, I wish. I wish. Yeah. That rough day for me was yeah. a rough. Imagine day for being Simone. so strong that as you leap ten feet in the air and vault, you fall past the mat. It's just insane. We're, I mean, we're watching the greatest gymnast of all time, and 
Yeah. It's fun to watch. But yeah, she had rough. And I don't know if it was just qualifying. She, I think she said in an interview that it made she was nervous right. and more nervous because I guess it's moving forward. And you're thinking about your teammates too, yeah. who's going to go and how to react and, and all that stuff. And she's kind of the leader of that team. And so, I, I mean, I don't really have any doubt that she's not going to be at 100% when it's go yeah. time. You want to talk about 1080s? She can do a 1080 twirl in the air. With just her legs propelling her, no pipe. It's like a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, pressing on, um, USA basketball is not playing very well. <laughs> well, they limped going into this, didn't they yeah. lose? And and they were all saying, not they were all. I had heard rumors that Team USA was having fun, staying out late, you know. Getting oh, after yeah. it, we're not America, really. We're the best basketballers, it, and it caught up to him, right? And it was, I know, I know, Popovich was going all in. Yeah. But. Oh, and speaking of Popovich, I, I've, I've heard that the players are against Pop right now. Like they're blaming their their loss on Pop. It's like, hey, I, I wasn't in the game. I was coaching you. Yeah, but you know, knowing Pop, it's like, hey, you're an asshole. Sit on the bench. Easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Popovich. Players have never liked Popovich. Like yeah. that's, I mean, they respect him later in the, their career, but he's hard to play for. He's yeah. he's a hard ass. He's no nonsense. He's not a player's coach. And he has no anybody to play. Yeah, yeah. So, I, well, it's going to be fun to see it. Half the people that are on the Olympic team got eliminated in the first and second rounds of the playoffs. There, right. there should be no ego. Yeah, yeah but when you're still making. You know, zero 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 behind a four on your paycheck. You have to go. Do you guys think this was done strategically, a la Dream Team, getting almost Daly? beat by the college team? Yeah. Do you Maybe. think this was done strategically? I mean, no. That that was what the prelims were. I wouldn't like, put it past getting... Pop to do something like that if they gave him any kind of control, right? Just mm-hmm. to put some people in check. Yeah. Um, like but, it's not done on per. I mean, Durant spent a fair amount of time on the bench. Um, yeah. I, I think there might be more to it. What? But I don't know. It did not seem like the best game plan. I guess they were playing well until the fourth quarter, right? They were. Uh, yeah, but they, they were, had a. I wouldn't say a commanding lead, but a comfortable lead for most of the game. Playing, right? They, they weren't playing well for NBA. Well, they were. But they weren't playing bad. They, I didn't think they were playing poorly by any means. Yeah. Now, is it because? You know, through the when was basketball included as an Olympic sport? Uh, well, it's been included as an Olympic sport for a long time, but the first but time it, that professional like athletes could play was the Dream Team. Yeah, mm-hmm. Barcelona. So, and even before that, like even collegiate athletes. Well, that's ha- what it was before, because Michael Jordan played as a collegiate in '82. In '82, yeah. Um. So what I'm trying to get at, I mean. America is supposed to be the the commanding, you know, when it comes to Olympic basketball, it's it's supposed to be America. Yeah. I mean, but the the game has expanded. Yeah, I was going to say basketball is a really international sport because Spain's got a great team. Well, that's what they say. Like at any time, three of the guys on the opposing team's court playing the playing the NBA, yeah. and they're good NBA players too. Like mm-hmm. it's not just they found their way into the league. So the sports changed, and and the NBA has pushed really hard to become an international game, and it's helping their pockets. But it's you know, it's, so it's, then like 
the the point of my argument is is it that America is not as great as it used to be or is it that the competition has been raised because basketball is such an international sport I would say a little bit of both yes yeah I think yeah I would say a little bit of both um not only that but we didn't have our top top players playing in the Olympics right now because you know it's running simultaneous or right behind or running right behind the NBA finals yeah mm-hmm. right so they're not you know the NBA playoffs into the Olympics so one they're not playing at their best because they all just played through the playoffs right and got spanked each other and, the and then it's the pressure of the Olympics so um, speaking of the NBA finals wah wah another L for Chris Paul is that we write it we write him off now is it done is it is that it is it close I mean closing the chapter on his career uh, uh, or on his championship prospects I mean, well, he could always Alonzo mourning it. What? Find a, he, find another D Wade and and another Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, he. I mean, he was he, he was injured, yeah. right? But it, this is his legacy now, right? You can. This is it. This is who he is. This is his legacy. Yeah. Um. He's a phenomenal basketball player, but he's. But I mean, I think the championship will forever lose because things are just going to get harder next year. Right. right, and that's I was going to you know to compare. We compare Chris Paul now. Is it a fair comparison to Allen Iverson? Is that is that the parallel we can make between the generations? Uh, well, I mean, I guess yeah. But I was thinking closer to home is like, is playing for Phoenix a curse? Because uh, Charles Barkley tried to chase a ring. With the Suns, and he got to one finals with them, and that was it. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, Barkley's case is different because Michael Jordan, <laughs> right? It's not like we had one team dominating the finals for you know better three part fourths of a, decade. of a decade. Yeah, you know, we've had we've had a nice bit. I mean, it's been a lot of Lakers, but we've had a nice bit of variety in the finals over the last ten years. So, did know. Iverson ever win the title? He did not. No. Okay. Allen Iverson, Vince Carter, you know. <laughs> did Vince Car- did Vince Carter sneak in and get one through another t- late in his career? Nope, or not? nope. He's hanging out in Windermere right now, not having a ring. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Pressing on. Um, uh, switching gears. Switching gears. Uh, well, one more thing. Sports. Um, Team USA. Women's USA soccer also not playing well. So it's just it's been a rough Olympic run for. Team USA well, they right they had a lot going into that with the um, with the uh, pay discrepancy stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to say that distract. I mean, they were running all over. They were on every news network. Um, I'm I I don't I'm not going to make excuses for them. But they were definitely in the news leading up to the Olympics. Yeah. And yeah, it's sad to see they're they're so good and um, they just look flat. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, championship champions deserve to get paid and no one's a bigger champion than women's u.s soccer yeah the the and i'm not well that's not what the the argument is yeah they chose go ahead i i mean we can do a deep dive into it but they chose so they were given the same contract as the men they were given the option to and so what the what it came down to is that the men so there was two contract options. I, do you guys care about yeah. this at all? Yeah, yeah go so for I was going to say the same thing, so we're on the same Yeah, I'll bring, so essentially there was two contract options. You either take the money up front or you take health care and then benefits on the back end. Or I think it was like 
both yeah. where you can take money up front or you can do tiered with the winning championships and everything. And so the men took the money up front because they don't have to pay for insurance because they're all, all of their professional clubs pay for insurance. And so the women, given the same, the same contract as the men, took the other one. Right. And so they get insurance and other things, but they also get tiered um, bonuses, whatever you want to call it, for making championships. And they hit all those. Yeah. But despite it, so even if so, if they chose the men's contract, I think they would have made less money, right? So it was like even if they retroactively said no, we want the men's contract, then they would have made less money and, because of the way it was tiered. And more to the direct point of the dollar to dollar discrepancy, um, for and I'm not making excuses. I'm not saying the culture doesn't need to change. Disclaimer, etc., whatever. But men's soccer puts more butts in more seats, which means advertising revenue, social contracts, endorsements. That's where men's soccer also makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And the women's soccer, just, just like the WNBA, you know, for the, for the same thing. We had two Phoenix teams in the finals, WNBA and NBA. And how many games of the WNBA finals did you guys watch, right? Yeah, it's well, the WNBA loses money. I That's know that. I mean. Because they're, they're subsidized putting, by the NBA. Yeah. They're not putting as many butts in as many seats. They're mm-hmm. not selling as many t-shirts. They're not selling as many jerseys. Who's the number one scorer in the WNBA right now? Deladonna. Okay, well done. But still. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean. The average WNBA. person. WNBA. The average person wouldn't yes. be able no, to call you're that. Cr- yeah. No. So, there's, no, there's no WNBA version of Space Jam. But there is, there is. I will say on on Armin Hilarious's point, um, we need to find a way, not just women's soccer, to pay our Olympic athletes better. Oh yeah, um, well, and finding a way. And the the what is it? The and the national the likeness that they just did in college was a huge yeah. step in the right direction. But there needs to be a better way that we pay these Olympic athletes. And calling them amateur athletes is Insulting. BS. Yeah. It, it's BS. It's complete BS. It's been BS from the beginning. It's a ways to skirt paying people. Um, and it, it's shameful that well, we run, you know, run things that it's way. It's even crazy that, you know, not just this country, but IOC in general, like people don't realize these athletes have to pay for every medal they earn, right? It's not like the Olympics is giving you that gold medal. They charge you for it. Well, yeah, I, I know that we have a lot. We have things set up for almost. I think every sport, and then most sports have bonuses where you get money on top of it. Like you get, you get a bonus, and then like so. Example for for wrestling, for amateur wrestling, freestyle, and it's not for Greco. If you get a silver medal, I think you get fifty thousand dollars. If you get or if you get a bronze medal, fifty thousand. A silver medal, it's a hundred. And if you get a gold medal, it's half a million dollars. Now that is paid for out of the pockets of the of donors. And so there's a thing called, I think it's like the living the dream fund. And so that's where it comes from. But that's not paid for by American taxpayers, the the United States Olympic Foundation, not even USA Wrestling. Like that's right. done. And that's that's not the way it should be. Right. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, but I mean, it, it depends on the marketability of said sport because I'm pretty sure these NBA players do the Olympics mostly for the glory of being yes a gold yeah. medal champion. I mean, there's there's like 
if there's anything, it'd be pocket change compared to what the contracts that you have with the NBA. Right. It's just, but I mean, all, all but that to the say fact that the cost of running the Olympics is some astronomical, ridiculous number. I mean, you pretty much have to build a city in the middle of your city. Well, and they lose money. They lose money on that in the hope that tourism dollars come in. Well, not Tokyo. Down the line. But yeah. Yeah. So it's just one of those things like, or, or stop handing out actual gold medals because does it matter, right? Um, well, it, do, I, it I does. World class so, Olympic champion. My medal. My medal better be gold. Who's gonna know? Is it, know. <laughs> but so you see all these so, dudes biting their medals like ah. It's yeah. like this is chocolate. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Dust> chocolate. <laughs> the, the hell? Actually, I'm not really that upset. But yeah. no, there should be whether it comes from NBC, whomever. There should be th- these athletes should get paid more. And I know it's easy to say, like, yeah, we should all get paid more. And I know it's arbitrary to say, but there should be a way to find find money because it does it brings prestige, whatever you want to call it, to the United States. And a lot of these people, you can't make a living off 95% of the Olympic sports. Oh, yeah. All these guys, all, basketball and baseball aside, maybe, um, mm-hmm. and I guess tennis. Um, yeah, these people all have to have day jobs. Golf, maybe. Yeah. But top yes, tier, yes. Top tier golf. Like, yeah. Lower tier golfers don't, don't make any real money. Yeah. Yeah. So you but, get your green jackets, I guess. So to all those uh, U.S. Olympic teams, pay me my money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pay pay them there. Pay them. Pay, pay them. them their yes, money. them. But yeah. show me the money. Yeah, I love black people. <laughs> <laughs> Hire Jerry Maguire. That's what it is. All you Olympians yes. out there, go find Jerry Maguire. Yeah, get paid. Uh, pressing on again. Um, okay, so I get. I mean, sports dominated our, our talk today because there's lots of sports stuff. Let's bridge the gap. Space Jam. Anybody Ugh. watch Space Jam? Yeah, me neither. I'm not ready to be disappointed. <laughs> Some people have been saying that it's good. I will watch it. I will watch. I'm a sucker for nostalgia. I I'll watch it. I don't. I'm not a LeBron hater. I'm. I'll, I'll watch it. And it, it has nothing to do with LeBron, but the premise isn't the same. Like we already know going into watching it. Yes. Um, I'm going to be disappointed by the fact that it's not the alien guys coming down to Earth and stealing athletes. I mean, yes, I, I want, I am a child. I want the same story again. I want it with different cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't want, like, it's, it feels so forced and contrived that the idea that, like, LeBron James gets sucked into some computer, like, this isn't Tron. This is Space Jam. <laughs> Although I, I I did appreciate Space that like the animated Jam. version of LeBron has his hairline. <laughs> this is the I like it. yeah. This uh, is the mental projection. But I mean, self. so speaking frankly, I've tried my best to be a good dad and introduce my kids to all of the better cartoons from our generation. <laughs> but my kids could care less who a Looney Tune is. Who? Exactly. Did you hear? <laughs> did you hear the, who? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what it, from what I heard. That's kind of what this was was a advertisement to get Looney Tunes and other Warner Brothers properties off the ground. Which I'm I'm all for if you want to do, you know, that kind of Looney Tune. And we talked about that in the last podcast where 
Um, Fast and the Furious is kind of the gold standard in transforming a, a series into a viable franchise. And I think that they were hoping that Space Jam would be that, where you can do kind of Looney Tunes universe type films and, and jumping off from that. But yeah, it seems but like you, this is kind of if, flat, If you right? want Looney Tunes, I mean, they made Looney Tunes back in action with Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. Yeah. And it didn't work. But I think they're trying to do that, like... If they could do a series of live action movies, it would be. But see, like the the idea for something like that, I mean, nobody wants. I mean, for every Who Framed Roger Rabbit, there's a cool world, right? <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. Like, it, it sounds easy. It sounds formulaic. But making movies is hard. Making a franchise is even harder. But, like uh, everyone wants to do If you're gonna to do, do a movie like Space Jam, I mean, I guess there aren't that many relevant, popular animated properties right now. But modernize the whole thing with current and relevant properties, right? Didn't they try to, again, I haven't seen it, but I feel, it sounds like they, try, they there's a ton of cameos from different Warner Brothers properties throughout the movie. And it's, at least that, again, I haven't seen the damn movie, but just from hearing stuff, this is what it felt like. Like they were trying to get this jungle. Even Disney has a Jungle Cruise movie coming out. Like they're trying to do that Disney. You're getting ahead of my script here. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. But right though, like that's what everyone wants to get in the, this franchise business because it's a license to print money. And Marvel made it look easy. But look no further than the way DC has stumbled. Like you'd yeah. think that it's low hanging fruit. They can just crank out these movies, but it's hard. It is hard business. The movie business is tough. Yeah. So, um, I mean, th- I mean, yeah. Apparently, there's like a lot of cameos, like the Justice League and Michael B. Jordan, and, and a whole bunch of people coming into this movie. To Don Cheadle, Sonequa Martin Green, Don Cheadle, LeBron James, Space. Yeah. But like Stephen Yoon is in the movie, and like Sarah Silverman makes a cameo. Like, there's a bunch of stuff. I'll have to watch it because I'll enjoy it. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm glad HBO Max doesn't charge you extra like Disney Plus does. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With premiere <laughs> access. Uh, but moving forward from, from Space Jam, keeping with movies, Jungle Cruise. So, I mean, it's the rock and the tan shirt. We've got lots of those movies already. Yeah. It's going <laughs> to yes. be the same as Primal Rage, the same as... Jumanji. Jumanji, the same as probably one of the Fast and the Furious movies, I'm sure. Which Pick one. Jumanji cra- uh, Rage Cruise. Yeah. Um, the third. And, but, but on the other side of that, Disney just re redid the Jungle Cruise ride to be less racially insensitive before the premiere of the movie. What? So what did they do? I don't know. I, I mean, I always I know all a, about Jungle Cruise. I don't know what they changed. And exactly. that, they changed that is mine. I'm pretty sure mine, they got rid of the little skulls and stuff. It is Walt Disney's favorite ride. Are you sure? <laughs> Was. Enough. I'm, I mean, his... Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe that's... It's probably so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was going to say was, but his frozen disembodied head is somewhere floating around the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was his favorite because he liked the, I mean, he liked the animatronics. He liked that real people um, interacted with him. I love the jungle. Yeah, groups. I mean, I guess they just took all the weird like aboriginal and, and indigenous and native tribey yeah. type elements out of the thing. So it's just, you know, you on a on a boat with a corny tour guide anywhere in any river, not just whichever river it was supposed to be in Africa or South America or wherever. So I think it was 
Wasn't all of them? You kind of travel through. I yeah. just said it was my favorite ride. Don't even know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Got you again. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of, of uh, I guess we can keep this nostalgia fest going. Masters of the Universe got a remake, sort of. I was a fan of their OG. I think I've got a couple of uh, action figures floating around. Oh, I definitely too. have a Man at Arms action figure somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I was more of a Thundercats than than He Man, but I'm I'm gonna watch it. Um, I had both of those swords tucked into the back of my shirt at different points yes. of my childhood. So <laughs> yes. Uh, with He Man though, I got to roll my roll my shirt up and put it behind my neck. Yeah. <laughs> Show my chest off a little bit. Uh, but Mark Hamill doing the voice of Skeletor, um, yeah, it, it's it's a good property. They did a good job. Um, I'm still not sold that it's better than the original. Uh, something about campiness and nostalgia for me. Um, those are fun to watch. The Thundercats, but some of those, like, was I just stupid? Like, how did I enjoy this? Yeah. Like, am I just a dumb? It's like, well, oh, I was a kid. That's can we, it's can we talk a minute about um, how He-Man and the Masters of the Universe is dramatically different in sca- scope and scale than what they did with She-Ra a few years ago? I don't. I didn't watch She-Ra. So they completely revamped the premise of the She-Ra cartoon so that she... <coughs> excuse me. So that she has nothing to do with He-Man in that universe. Like, she is her own okay. thing. <clears throat> but they changed the art style to make it, I don't know if it's its more modern, but also more appealing. It's kind of gotten a, a, a more anime-looking style, simpler lines. Um, She-Ra looks like, <clears throat> like a modern cartoon teenage girl as opposed to, like, you know, the wim- woman of women that the previous mm-hmm. She-Ra looked like, you know, boobs out, voluptuous, whatever. It's, it's it. Were you going to say something armed and hilarious? Oh, like how they nerfed Lola Bunny in the new Space Jam? Uh, oh, yeah. Some people like hoop chicks with their baggy clothes. Just saying. Yeah, it's, isn't that what kind of landed last time? Like, yeah. she is hot to some people. They no, do like no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I guess fate did give us Natalie Dormer. Right. In real life. Yeah, yeah so. so it's fine. Yeah, um, so we what, got to see Lola Bunny in Game of Thrones. There you go. Boots I, uh, mm. <laughs> Bunny, I was I, I was just gonna say the a lot of these, even Transformers we talked about, Thundercats and Master of the Universe stuck around so long because they made money off the toys, right? And yeah. so that's how they made the money. And I wonder how toy sales were gonna do. And I think that's why I like the previous iterations of the Thundercats cartoons that did not do very well and i just talking it out i think my conspiracy is that it's the toys kids aren't buying toys the way they were oh and do you think that that this has the staying power without being subsidized by selling millions of that's why every single episode had a new villain that was just wackier than the last so the that that was gonna kind of lead me back to my point going backwards where they completely like softened shira up visually um, Masters of the Universe looks like a modern version of all the same stuff. Like He Man okay. has still got like, un, you know, ridiculously rippling yes. muscles and yeah. like disproportionate, you know, lats and and whatever. All these things. It's still it's it's just like a modern and shinier version of all of the weird stereotypes that the previous He Man was. Okay. Um, so where Shira they they tried to make it more, whatever. He Man they're just like nope we're just gonna do He Man again. <laughs> um, and and we'll see if it if it is more popular yeah. or or whatever. 
Um, and it's on Netflix, right? Yeah. And, and I think okay. it's the same animation team that did Castlevania. So it might be the same production team entirely. Oh, um, then I'm in. You know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for that. I love so, that. Uh, I mean, the, the animation style looks very similar. I mean, I didn't, I, I was just watching the first couple episodes to enjoy it. I, I wasn't deep diving. I wasn't even paying attention to the credits because I was like, <gasps> six-year-old Greg is, is in a happy place right now with more He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Uh, where's my power sword? But, yeah, it, it's just interesting how, how with Shira they thought that they needed to go a certain direction. Uh, and with He-Man, they, they didn't have that same... Or maybe they had that same conversation, but it obviously didn't change their minds. Okay, nice. So, so I, sorry, I was just looking up. Adi Shankar, the guy that I really liked that um, was the showrunner for Castlevania, is not attached to... He, but that doesn't mean it's not the same team. I right. just wanted to check on him first because that's... I'm a slappy for him, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. But the, the animation style is, is very, very close. Um, yes, it is the same animation studio, so... Okay. Adi Shankar is not showrunning, but it's the same studio, so... Okay. Oh, right, because Kevin Smith's showrunning. We knew that. Oh, he's, I didn't know he was the showrunner. Yeah. Nice. Animation, uh, you know, studios. Did you guys see the trailer for the uh, the Star Wars uh, shorts that are coming out? No. You know I stay away from trailers. So uh, Do they look good, firstly? They look interesting. Like, the, there's definitely envelopes being pushed mm-hmm. as far as the the animation i'm not quite sure about the the story plot points but where do they fall in the timeline um anywhere they um lucasfilm reached out to all of the major uh, anime studios in japan is like hey um would you are you guys interested in doing this and if so give us what you got Oh, so it's an anime sort of anime short. So it's like like the Animatrix but Star Wars. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm on board. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That sounds it sounds cool. Yeah, I, I'm on board with that. Let's. Uh, do we have a release schedule for those? Uh. Third or fourth quarter, 2021. Oh, nice. So this year. Yeah. Where have I been? Under a uh, rock in apparently. France. Yeah. In France, literally in another country. <laughs> Did you guys? Someone asked us what we thought about uh, the Last of Us casting. Did you guys see it? Yeah, I know um, Pedro I Pascal do, is in. Yes, I do appreciate Pedro Pascal. Uh, I appreciate the whole cast, actually. Um, you know, I don't know how many of you out there played that game, and and you know, there's obviously all that hate and vitriol around the the, the sequel and, and whatever. Um, but I like Gabriel Luna too, right? Um. Pedro Pascal, um, there's some people I don't know. Like, I don't know who, who Anna Torre is. Should I know who Anna Torre is? Um, and Ellie's going to be played by Bella Ramsey. Uh, so, I mean, I didn't deep dive into the cast, but I'm excited about all of those things. Bella Ramsey, for those of you who don't know, was Liana Mormont in Game of Thrones. And ooh, ooh. Yeah, we love us some. Yeah. I mean, some, we're not going to get Liana Mormont again, she but... But I'm, she's good. Yeah. Yes, I, I definitely want to see her in more projects. Yeah, because she's great. So, yes, she'll um, be fun because you think in all these roles because I'm dumb you just think oh this would be a young Dakota Fanning would have been perfect for this but it's nice seeing them kind of go away from that cute little oh I'm a cute helpless girl I, I think this is it's it's good casting yeah and I, I was going to say like again we know Pedro Pascal is, is rocking it Gabriel Luna Terminator Dark Fate aside 
I really appreciate him and the other things that he's done. I mean, he wasn't even awful in in Dark Fate. Wait, was he the Rev-9? He was, yeah, the the new T-1000. Oh, okay. The 2000. Whatever, yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever, shut up. (laughs) Wait, so what's the dude's name who played uh, Andor? Andian Cassian Andor? Uh, I don't remember that dude's name. He comes from a a very prestigious uh, Mexican family of actors as well. Yeah? Uh, what's his name then? I don't know. Uh, oh, that's also Diego Luna, isn't it? D- yeah. Uh, hmm. Nuestros amigos televidentes del podcast, si no pueden ayudar o asistir con esta pregunta. Are they brothers? They could, I mean, find out. I mean, they don't look related. Yeah. Huh. Find it. Somebody... Check that for. I mean, no, I don't think they're related. I think just, you know, the you know the, the Mexican family. Lunas. Yeah. The oh, you you're, you're Gabriel Luna of Luna? the Mexican Lunas. Oh, Luna. Diego Luna okay. of the of Luna. the si. of the Chicano Lunas. Yeah. Ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Diego of House Luna. Luna. <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah, we were going to talk about movies that jump the shark, but I guess we could save that for later because we we're running kind of long. Um, so tune in next time, maybe for movies that jump the shark. We're looking at you, Fast and the Furious, bruh. <laughs> them dudes. They need to. I'm waiting for them to literally jump a shark. Like they need to literally do. They've already driven a car into the back of a boat. Like they need to literally jump a shark. Right. That's um, that's the only thing that's next for Fast Ten. Your seatbelt. Well, you know, yeah. So I, I mean, Fast Nine, fine. <laughs> All right. I like it. I fine. like it. Um, Fast Eight. They're Fate. already talking about like uh, crossover between Fast and Furious and Point Jurassic break. World. Wait, what? I'm in. I'm Leo in. Studios. I'm in. I'm <laughs> bought my ticket. It sounds like the dumbest thing. I love Universal it. We're gonna have explosions, dinosaurs. Yes. I want. I want that ride. Don't give me any more fast rides. Don't give me Jurassic park with the Velocicrack crack whores and stuff <laughs> give me fast and jurassic well, how that. do you title that movie oh. jurassic far uh yeah <laughs> jurassic, Ju- jurassic furious jurassic furious <laughs> fast and furious cretaceous uh lieutenant macaroni says fast and the furious and cars i'd watch that too i think that'd be fun yeah be like that's not a car that's my wife. <laughs> because she's wow. family. Wow. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Family. All right, um, now that we've jumped the shark. Yeah, we're, we're there. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, you Talking know, shit never jumps the shark. Are you guys staying up late to watch the Olympics? <laughs> if you let us know, we're probably not going to read that email. Um, but we would like... <laughs> But we would like you to email us your uh, Fast and the Furious Jurassic Park crossover title suggestions. Yes. Um, I will personally submit them to Universal Studios. <laughs> yes, yeah, right down the road from you. Yeah. Uh, and like, hey guys, make this work. Make this happen. <laughs> I want to oh, see God Dominic Toretto, Jumping Jaws. Uh, see what I did there? Yes, yes, finally. Let it happen. Let it happen. I see Toretto jumping jaws, but on the back of a Velociraptor. I like it. Get it done. Yeah. 
All right, so cool. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, for those of you watching on Reddit and Facebook, thank you guys for listening. If you got our podcast, wherever you get podcasts, we appreciate you all. For the digital toilet paper team, Jason Bear, Rex Rebo, at Armed and Hilarious, and we'll catch up with you guys next time. Adios. Adios.